0: Brock here with the next book that I own in the Wyoming series of Diane Palmer. It's called Wyoming Strong. Chapter one wasn't the long line so much as the company in it that was irritating Sarah Brandon. Not only the computer, but the way she's being watched too. He was lounging back against the nearby counter at the Jacobsville Pharmacy, arrogant and amused, watching her with those icy, arctic blue eyes that seemed to see right through her, as if he knew exactly what was under her clothing, as if he could see her creamy skin, as if she cleared her throat and glared at him, that amused him even more. Am I disturbing you, Miss Brandon? He drawled. He was elegant, devastating physically, lean-hipped, tan, broad-shouldered with big, beautiful hands and big feet. Destin was pulled low over his eyes, that only their pale glitter was visible under the brim. His long, powerful legs and designer jeans were crossed, just the feet of his expensive tan boots peering out from under the denim. His camberry shirt was open at the throat. Thick, black, curling hair was exposed in the narrow V. The beast knew he was stimulating. That's why he did that. Why he left those top buttons unbuttoned, she just knew it. She couldn't completely hide her reaction to him, and he knew that too. her mad. You don't disturb me, mister Patterson, she said her voice sounding a little choked as she tried to keep it steady. Those eyes slid down her slender, elegant body in narrow black slacks topped by a black turtleneck sweater. A smile widened as she pulled her black leather coat closer and buttoned it so that her sweater didn't show. Her long thick black hair dropped her waist and back waving around her exquisite face. Perfect, pounding lips led up to a straight nose and wide-spaced black eyes. She was a birdie. beauty. She wasn't conceited about it. He hated her looks. She hated She hated her look. She hated the attention she drew. She crossed her arms around her, bashed over the coat and her eyes. Oh, I wonder about that. He drawled in his deep slow voice. You don't look at all calm to me. Do you think do tell what I do look like then. He shouldered away from the counter and joined her. He was tall. He moved a little closer as if to force her to look up and see how much you towered over her. She retreated a step nervously. You look like a young filly, just taking her first steps out into the pasture. He said quietly, I've been out in the pasture for a long time, Mr. Patterson, and I'm not nervous. He just cocked an eyebrow. He pursed his sensual lips. Well, you look nervous to me I Left a fly monkey at home, did you? Did we? Her mouth was, you listen here. She whizzed at the sun turning off her head secretly. I do not keep flying monkeys at my house. Oh, I know that. You probably have them hidden out in the woods along with the broom. She ground her feet together. Mrs. Brandon, Bonnie called from the kitchen. I have your refill. Thanks. Sarah said and quickly moved away from the tall thread of Wolfman Patterson's body. They call him Wolf as a nickname. She could see why. It was really predatorial, <laughs> and it was something of a bit of a luck that he didn't like her. She paid for her acid reflex medicine, smiled at her body, at Wolfman Patterson, and started from the front door. Fly at safe speed now. He cautioned in good natured tone. She wore her long black hair with her. If I really had flying monkeys, I'd have them drop you in the biggest manure lo- lagoon in the whole state of Texas. And then I'd throw a match in it. She flashed at him. Everybody started laughing, especially Wolfman Patterson, red-faced, staring almost right out of the building. I will have him shot, she muttered to herself as she stalked her white jaguar. I will have him shot, and then I'll have them dismember him, and then talking to yourself tish tish she heard behind her he was following her she turned around you're the most obnoxious unbearable tedious irritating vicious man i have ever known in my life she raged at him i doubt that you do inspire people to dislike you her small fists were clenched at her sides the paper pharmacy bag ripped one of them she was almost on fire with anger she glanced beside her and saw Cash Myers, the Jacobsville, Texas police chief, just covered up on the sidewalk. I want him arrested. She yelled. What did I, Wolford? Now, what did I, what did I do? What did I do? Wolford asked straight man, I was only asking you to drive safely because I worry about your help. He gave her an angelic smile. She was nearly shaking with anger. Cash tried to her. Now, Miss Brandon, he began gently. What exactly is a amiss? Wolfram wondering why. Is it like a Mr. Woman sort of thing? She threw a bag of pills at him. She assaulted me. <laughs> assault is a felony, right? Oh, I'd love to assault you. She put it under breath. Uh, he really would, honey. He challed as he watched her come back up with a sack of pills. I'm a legend in my own time. He even smiled. <laughs> she drew back a little bit of a pity too. If you kick him... I really will have to enforce the law, Sarah. Cash reminded her. She looked exasperated as she thought. Couldn't you just, well, wound him asked yes, slightly? A little. Cash tried not to laugh. At her. If I shoot him, I'll have to rest myself. Think how that would look. You should go home. Wolf told her with mock I bet you haven't fed the flying monkeys all day. She's have to put. You pick. Last week I was a snake. This is a promotion? He wondered aloud. She took a step toward him. Cash got him between them. Sarah, go home right now, please, he added. She blew in a gentle of hair out of her face. I turned back to the jackaline. I should have moved to hell. It would have been more peaceful. The flying monkeys would have felt at home, too, Wolf mused. One day, she said, raising the I'm always at home, he pointed out. Come on over, I'll find some boxing gloves. Will they step a bullet? Yes, hotly. She added a few choice words in Farsi. In fact, she added a lot of them in a high, provoked angry tone. Snapped her foot to emphasize that she meant them. Your brother would be shocked. Shocked, I tell you, to hear such language coming out of his baby sister's mouth. will said hotly. You speak, Farsi. Can't you register for calling people in my family names like that? Cash is looking hot. I'm going on. Sarah said previously, I noticed. Wolf well, replied lazily. She told him what he could do in Farsi. Oh, takes two for that. He replied tied in the same tongue and his pale eyes. Obviously, uh, how? She got on the car, wrapped it up, and wore it off down the street. One day, catch him. She'll kill you. I don't have to pair at a trial to say it was justified. Self-defense. Wolf just laughed. Sarah broke speed limits. She was still shaking. Achoo! Excuse me. She was still shaking when she pulled up outside the house her brother Gabriel had bought. in Commissioner Wells, just down the road from Jacobsville, she wished Michelle was home from college. Only briefly, Michelle would listen and com- commiserate with her. She would understand. She knew more about Sarah than local people did. Michelle knew that Sarah's stepfather had sold to her almost to the point of rape when Gabriel all but broke in her bedroom door to get to him. Sarah had to testify at the trial that sent her stepfather to prison, sat in the witness chair, and so total strangers was exactly what the animal had done to her. And about the disgusting things he said while he was doing it, she couldn't force herself to tell it all. The defense attorney had been elegant about Sarah, young girl teasing an older man, getting him so worked up that he had to have her. It wasn't that way, but she was sure some people in the jury listened. Their stepfather had gone to prison. He died when he got out. Sarah should be violent, remembering how and why Sarah and Gabriel's mother had shoved them out the door after the conviction and left them. Oh. And left them. Crap, I lost my face because my daughter came over to me. here, Monk, and left them on the streets. One of the public defenders who was in Sarah's corner at the second trial, when her stepfather was shot by police, had a maiden aunt who took them in, spoiled them rotten, and left them most of her enormous estate. She was worth millions, and the public defender refused to hear a word about Sarah and Gabriel turning down the inheritance. They still thought of him as family, being kind to them when the world turned against them. The brandon's mother moved away, grieved herself to death over her second husband, and refused to have any contact afterward with either of her children. It had been devastating, especially to Sarah, who felt responsible. The experience had sickened her. turned her into a recluse. Sarah 24, beautiful and all alone. She didn't date anybody, ever. The way Wolf Patterson looked at her, though, that was new and unsettling. She liked it, but she couldn't afford to let him know. If he pursued her, things needed up you'd figure out her secret. She couldn't hide her reactions to any sort of physical intimacy. She tried once, just once with a boy. She liked the school. That ended with her in tears and him leaving in a temper calling her stupid tease. so much for dating she locked the door behind her tossed the purse onto the side table and went upstairs she had a light lunch before she left for the pharmacy so the rest of the day was hers to do as she pleased she was rich she didn't have to work but she had no social life at least not in the real world in the virtual world however she turned on her state-of-the-art gaming computer pulled up the world of worldcraft website sarah was a secret gamer she didn't tell anybody about her habit Gabriel knew, but nobody else did. She had a beautiful, blood elf tune, a character with almost white blonde hair, white blonde hair and blue eyes, sort of the reverse of Sarah. She liked to think, chocolate. it was a world away from the black-haired brunette that she really was. She pulled up her character, Cassidy, a powerful warlock, and walked into the game. The minute she came online, she was Want to do a raid with me? Yes. He was a level 90 blood elf, death knight, named Rednick, Rednock. <laughs> the two had met in an in-game holiday event. She started talking and had been online friends for years, so they didn't do the real ID thing. So she had no idea who he really was. She didn't want to love her. She only wanted a friend, but they did friend each other using the genetic, generic ID she used for her account. So they knew when he was online and vice versa. They both turned level 90 at the same time. They celebrated at an in-game in with cake and juice and shot off fireworks. They were gifted with one in the countryside of the new area of Pandora, Pandera. That had been a magical night. Rednark was fun to be around. Never made really personal remarks, but he did mention things that were going on in his life from time to time, so did she. But only in genetic, generic way. Sarah had real issues with her privacy because Gabriel's profession. She had to be especially careful. Most people didn't know what her brother did for a living. He was an independent military contractor who worked frequently with Rev. Scott. He was a skilled mercenary. Sarah worried about him. Because they only had each other. She understood that he couldn't give up the excitement, not yet, anyway. She didn't wonder how that might change when Michelle, who would become their ward when the sudden death of her stepmother, graduated from college. But that was something in the future. I feel more like a battleground," she thought. Rough morning. He typed, oh, well, laughing at them. Same here. Okay, shall we slay Alliance until our blades are no longer thirsty? She laughed back. That sounds very nice. Couple of hours of play, and she felt like a new woman. She signed off, told Frank good night, had a light dinner, and went to bed. She knew that she was hiding from her life in her virtual playground, but it was at least some sort of social life in the real world. She had nothing. Sarah loved opera. The local opera house in San Antonio had been closed earlier in the year, although a new opera company was being founded. However, she had to have her opera fix—the only remaining one within reach was in houston it was a long drive but the houston grand opera was me a little night music one of the songs was sending the clowns her absolute favorite she was a grown woman she had a good car there was no reason that she couldn't make the drive so she got in a jaguar and took off and plenty of time to make the curtain she worried about coming home in the dark later she loved anything in the arts including theater and symphony and ballet she had tickets to the San Antonio Symphony and the San Antonio Ballet Companies for the season. But tonight, she was treating herself to this out-of-town spectacular performance. Spectacular performance. She was looking at a program which felt movement. She turned as a newcomer sat down, and she looked up into the pale laughing eyes of the worst enemy in the whole world. Oh, darn, Was what she should have said. What she did say was far less conventional and farcy. Haughty mouth, he returned under his breath in the same language. She out her teeth together, waiting for his next remark. She stopped on his big booted feet and marched right out of the building if he said even one word. But he was diverted by his beautiful companion before he could say anything else. Like the other woman Sarah had seen him with at another performance, this one was a gorgeous blonde. He didn't seem to like Brunette's, which was certainly the save to Sarah's advantage. Why in the world did he always have to sit next to her? She almost groaned. She bought her tickets weeks in advance. Presumably so did he. So how did they manage to sit together, not only in San Antonio, every single event she attended, but in Houston, too? Next time, she promised herself she'd wait to see where he was sitting. Or she sat down, since the seats were numbered. However, that might pose a problem. The orchestra began turning its instruments. Minutes later, the curtain rose The brilliant Stephen Silver and score progressed, and dancers performing magic and waltzes floated across the stage. Sarah thought she landed in heaven. She remembered waltzes like this at an event in Austria. She danced with a silver-haired gentleman, an acquaintance of their tour guide, who waltzed divinely. Although she traveled alone, she shared... Sights like this with other people, most of them elderly. Sarah didn't do single tours because she wanted nothing to do with men. She'd seen the world but with Gabriel or senior citizens. She drank in the exquisite sore. Her eyes closed as she enjoyed the song. That was the most beautiful ever written. Sending the clowns. Intermission came, but she didn't budge. Wolf's companion left, but he didn't. You like opera, don't you? He asked her, his eyes suddenly intent on her, drinking in her long black hair, black dress that fit her like a glove, with its discreet bodice and capped sleeves. Her leather coat was behind her in the seat because the theater was... Yes, yes she said, waiting with good teeth for what's the expected to fall. The baritone is quite good. He had to cross him one way. He came here from the Met. He said New York City was getting to him. He wanted to live somewhere with less traffic. Yes. I read that. His eyes were on her hands. She had them in her lap. The desperate corner purse. (laughs) (laughs) Her nails digging into the leather. She didn't seem to have a care in the world, but she was wired like flash like floodlights. He came alone. Shoot his own. A long way to Houston, and it's night. I did notice last time in San Antonio, it was with Hi. your brother in your war. Here called his husband. No men ever. She didn't reply, and her hands, the purse was taking a beating to her shock. One big, beautiful, lean hand went to her long fingers, smoothed over them gently. Don't, he said to her. Saying, she better her lip. I looked out, pat him, unguarded with the anguish of years past in her beautiful dark eyes. What the hell happened to you? He asked under his breath. She jerked her hands away, got her feet, put on her coat, and walked out the door. She was in tears by the time she reached the car. So unfair. She hadn't had a flat tire in years. She had one night of all nights on a dark street in a strange city many miles from her San Antonio apartment when Gabriel and Michelle were gone. She didn't like staying by herself on the small property in commercial wells. It was remote. And dangerous. Many of Gabriel's enemies ever set themselves on retaliation. Retent- it had happened once in the past. Fortunately, Gabriel had been at home. She already called for her tow truck, but the count she used was briefly tied up. It would be just a few minutes, they promised. She hung up and smiled ruefully. The car approached from the direction of the theater, slowed, and then whipped in just in front of where she was parked. The tall man got out and came back to her window. She froze until she realized who it was. She pounded the window down. This is a hell of a place to be sitting with a flat tire," Wolf Patterson said to her. "Come on, I'll drive you home, but I have to stay with the car. I've called the tow truck, and they will be here in a few minutes. (sighs) We'll wait for the wreck of my car," he said to her. "I'm not leaving you out here alone." She was grateful. She didn't want to have to say so. Chuckled softly as he glimpsed her expression when he opened the door. Accepting help from the enemy won't cause you to break out and hide want a bet, she asked, but when it was inside, she got into his car. It was a Mercedes. She'd never driven one, but she knew a lot of people who did. They were almost indestructible, and they lasted forever. She was curious about the windows. They looked odd, so did the construction up the cadors. She's all armor plating. He said he's bulletproof glass. She stared at him. You have a lot of people using rocket launchers against you, do you? He just smiled. She wondered about him. Spoke several impossible language. He wasn't well known locally, although he lived in Jacob's County for several years. Of all the spa- spare tidbits of information she'd been able to gather about him, he'd once worked for the elite FBI hostage rescue units, but apparently he was involved in other activities since then, none of which were even spoken about. Gabriel found him amusing. He only said that Wolf had moved to Jacobsville because he was looking for a little peace and quiet. Nothing more. My brother knows you. Yes. She glanced at him. He was looking at his cell phone, pushing through screens, apparently sending emails to someone. She rooted her eyes. He was probably talking to his date. Maybe apologized for keeping her waiting. She wanted to tell him he could go. She'd wait for the record alone. She wouldn't mind, but she did mind. She was afraid of the dark of men who might show up. When she was helpless, she hated her over here. He glanced at her hand. She was wearing the first hand. I don't bite. She actually jumped. She Sorry. <laughs> His eyes narrow. He'd been deliberately provoking her for a long time. Ever since she ran into him with her car and then accused him of causing the accident. She was aggressive in a way, but alone with him. She was afraid. Very much afraid. Such a beautiful woman. with So many hangups. Why are you so nervous? He asked quietly. She I'm not nervous. She said she looked around her car lights. His eyes were narrow says so he. There was a pileup just outside the downtown loop. He told her, "That's what I was checking on for. Checking for on my phone. The wrecker should be here shortly." She nodded. Thanks, she said jerkily. He looked at her. Do you really think you're that attractive? He asked in a cold draw. her shock. to him, "Excuse me?" There was something ice cold in his look and his manners. He was bringing back memories. He hated memories of another beautiful brunette. Predocative, coy, manipulated—you're sitting there tied knots. You look as if you expect me to leap on you. The central was pulled up in a You'd be lucky. He added provocatively, really. "I'm very selective about women. You won't even make first cut." Stop, lucky me," she said with an icy smile, because I wouldn't have you on toast," his eyes closed. He wanted to throw things. <laughs> he couldn't leave her alone, but he wanted to. She made him furious. She started to get out of the car. He locked the door. Open. You're not going anywhere until the wrecker gets here. He leaned toward her abruptly without warning. She shot back against the door, suddenly trembling. Her eyes were wide right, and bright. Her body was like Tom. She just looked at him, shivering, cursed on her breath. She swallowed. Swallowed again. She didn't even look at him. She hated showing that weakness. Aggression always provoked it. She never dealt with her past. She couldn't get over it, get through it. Headlets came up from behind and slipped. It's the tow truck, says so, so, please let me out. She choked out. He unlocked the door, scrambled out, and ran to the vehicle's driver and got out too, cursing himself for that look on her face. She saw nothing to cause him to attack her, nothing except her fear. It wasn't like him to attack a woman to threaten him. He was disturbed by his own response to her. Thank you for staying with me, she told Wolf and Hanson. He's gonna drop me off at my apartment and take the car to the dealership. She choked out, indicating near the elderly driver. Good night! She <laughs> ran to the wrecker and climbed up into the passenger seat while the driver worked at securing her car. Wolf was still standing beside her car. When the tow truck left, Sarah didn't even turn her head. Gabriel was home for a few days. Sarah went to commotion while to cook for him. He noticed her security chewed well, out. What's wrong, honey? He asked softly as he drank coffee at the kitchen table. She grimaced. I Had a flat tire coming home from Houston after the opera at night. He I Suppose why did you drive? Why not take a limo? She better live it I'm trying to grow up a little. She said, managing to shake his mouth. Where was? West. I hate to think of you sitting in the dark waiting for a wrecker, He said. One second, Mr. Patter. Mr Patterson saw me there and stopped. I sat in his car while the director got to me. Mr. Patterson Oop was in Houston too. Apparently he likes Opera too when there isn't a company here right now. She said 13. I see. Expression for He He didn't even do anything. He just turned in his seat and leaned toward me. I reacted like a crazy person. Made off. Made him mad. We've had the discussion before, he began. I hate therapists," she said outly. The last one said I wanted people to feel sorry for me, and I probably overreacted and one after. You what? You, saying, you never told me. I was afraid you'd hit him and end up in jail. shooter. I would have. He said harshly. She drew in a breath. Then sip comes. Anyway, who hasn't helped me? She goes, back. I can't get past it. I just can't. There are nice men in the world, he pointed out. Some even live right here in Jacobsville. Their smiles were over wouldn't matter. He knew what she gone through. He had known that the rape attempt wasn't the first one, that their stepfather spent months making suggestions, comments, trying to touch her, trying to get into bed long before he used force that combined with the court trial had warped Sarah in ways that made Gabriel despair for her future. What a hell of a thing to happen to a girl of the age of 13. You love children, he said quietly. You're dooming yourself to life all alone. I have my entertainment to live in that virtual world," <laughs> he said. "It's no replacement for a social life. I can't cope with the social life," she replied. "I have never been more sure of anything." She got up and went his way. Leave me to my prudish pursuits. I'll make you an apple pie. Robbery! Robbery! girl was at the feed store the next Friday when Wolf Patterson came and he was travelling even before he saw Gabriel. "Is she with you, Wolf?" Fast <laughs> Gabriel knew who he man at once. Is she crazy? He asked. Honest to God, I stayed with her in my car until the record came, and she acted as if I was bent on assault. I'm grateful for what you did, Gabriel said, sidestepping the question. She should have taken a limiter, Houston. I'll make sure she does next time. Wolf calmed out, well, only a little. He shot his hands deep in his pockets of his expensive jeans. She ran into me with the car, you know, and she blamed me for it. It started the whole thing. I hate aggressive women. Yeah a short. She tends to overreact it was a knock I didn't I don't even like when it's that Courtney is pale eyes. She's not the type. You're certainly not hers, so the younger man put out who is full fast. One of those tofu eating tree goggers Sarah doesn't like men. Over his eyebrow. She likes women? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're not telling me anything. That's exactly right, Gabriel. I'll tell you this. If she ever showed any interest in you, I'd get her out of the country by the quickest means available. Wolf glared at him. You know what I mean, he replied. I wouldn't wish you on a, any woman alive, much less my baby sister. You still haven't dealt with your past after all this time. Wolf's teeth were clenched. Gabriel put a hand on Wolf. Not all women are like your Zara. He said softly. Wolf choked away from him. Gabriel knew when it was late. He smiled. How's the Warmigan? It, <laughs> war it was a carrot. A little bit. New expansion coming out. He said, how's the wargaming? It was a carrot. A little bit. New expansion coming out. He said, I'm looking forward to it. Not that I've got somebody to run dungeons with. I'm looking forward to it now that I've got somebody to run dungeons with. Your mystery woman, Gabriel. I assume she's a woman, Here, replied me. Her. People aren't usually what they seem in these games. Ask him, contemplating a guilding on his mature playing style, and he informed me that he's 12 years old. He left. You never know who you're playing with. Your woman could be a man, or a child, or a real woman. I'm not looking for a relationship in a video game, he replied easily. Wise man. Gabriel didn't tell him what Sarah did for amusement. It really wouldn't do it to sell her out to the enemy. He hesitated and glanced at me. There's a rumor going around. What rumor? Yaxia got away. He reminded the other man. We're searching for over a year, you know. One of Ebbs' men thinks he saw her at a small farm outside of Bjorn Ares with well, a man we both remember from the old days. Wolf's fate tightened as if he'd been trying. And he into him. Intel on why she's there. Gabriel not a revenge, he said simply. You need to hire on a couple of extra heads. She'd have your throat slit if she could. I'd return the favor if I could do it legally. Wolf return with faint venom. Gabriel slid his hand in his chin pockets. So well, the rest of us are you the one in danger. She really is still alive. Wolf didn't like to remember the woman or the things he done because of her lies. Still a nightmare. His eyes had a cold farewell. I thought she was dead. I hoped. That's It's hard to kill a big, a big snake. And the man said, flat. Just be careful. Watch your own back." I always do. You want to tell the other man about Sarah? Morning him off. Diverted tragedy in the making. But his friend didn't seem really interested in Sarah, and he was reluctant to share intimate details of Sarah's past with her worst enemy. It was a decision that it would. It was a decision that would have consequences. He didn't realize how many at the time. End of chapter one.